welcome to the Film Yap podcast, vodcast. I still haven't figured out what we're calling this. I'm Christopher Lloyd, and I'm pleased to be joined today by my IFJA colleague, Ben Sears. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. And if you could, uh, for those not familiar, could you tell them about uh, where your work can be found? Yeah, uh, you can mostly find me on my website, themoviestate.com. Um has links to all my socials. I do uh, movie and TV reviews. Uh, every once in a while, I'll do uh, comic book reviews. Every once in a while, I'll do uh, interviews with filmmakers and actors. Um, but mostly, uh, yeah, TV and movie reviews and uh, uh, Oscar and Emmy Award uh, predictions. So, um, yeah, everything, uh, everything movie and TV related. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining me. And for our topic, we got to talking about uh, starting with, you know, the arrival of the Marvels, the latest MCU movie, um, which as we're recording this um, will come out tomorrow. I think when this post, it'll actually be the day of. So um, interesting film in that we got to see it uh, at our screening earlier this week. Uh, I think kind of mixed reactions it's getting. Uh, you know, of course, there's always kind of just some some haters out there. I think there's some genuine, you know, superhero fatigue that's set in. Um, I think, you know, with the the, the Marvels, there's sort of a built-in, uh, I think, misogyny of people just, like, hate on female-centered movies. That's kind of always out there. Um, but it got us speaking about just, you know, more generally about, you know, sort of, like, the state of the superhero movie. Like, where are we? I mean, do you think people are getting fatigued? Um, is it just that frankly, the superhero movies haven't been as good the last few years. Um, you know, I, I think a, a popular take is that, you know, sort of when the the that the Avengers saga, whatever were they calling it, wrapped up so, for me, so fantastically, the things that just, you know, the MCU is just kind of, you know, spiraled along. It, does, it doesn't seem like it's as driven as much by, you know, in the, that first... I guess 10 years really of the MCU, the official MCU, you know, felt very driven and, you know, organized or, you know, there were even complaints that directors really didn't have a free hand to do what they wanted. They kind of follow the model, um, whatever you want to say. I mean, it felt like there was very much a guiding light to the movies. And since then it's just sort of, they kind of rambled on. We, we had anyone add another Thor movie. We had another Ant-Man movie. Um, we had another Black Panther movie. Um, now we've got, you know, uh, a Captain Marvel sequel. So, I don't know. What's your take, Ben? Well, I mean, to answer your first question, I think it's kind of undeniable at this point that superhero fatigue is a real thing. Um, I mean, it, it's hard to say if it's because there's been so much bad stuff lately um, or if it's, you know, if it's if it was all good, if it would, we would all still be feeling the same way, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of undeniable at this point. Um, I would say that there have been some good, uh, some very good superhero films, um, uh, even this year, I mean, guardians three, I really liked, um, and across the Spider-Verse, I know it's technically not an MCU movie, but it's, you know, it's MCU adjacent. And uh, I, it's one of the best movies of the year. Um, uh, so I, I think 
there's there's still been some good stuff um even like shang chi i liked um uh i know i i was not a big fan of spider-man uh no way home but i mean that one is kind of undeniable just in the money that it made um but uh yeah i mean i i went into the marvels kind of hoping for the best as all good film critics do but um i and yes i i was very prepared for um unfortunately the critical and box office reception to kind of be tanked a little bit specifically because of the misogyny and uh all of the bad things of the internet and uh, culture these days unfortunately um i mean even even the original captain marvel dealt with all that same stuff and still made a billion dollars so um but i i went into it with an open mind and there are certainly there are some parts that i liked in the marvels um but it's just i mean even taking away who's in it and all of the all of the factors there it's just a mess in terms of a story from a story standpoint from a character standpoint there's just a a ton of things that are wrong with it that i didn't care for yeah i think i'm a little higher on it than you um uh i will say the original captain marvel is is one of my favorite mcu movies um, and, you know, I really like that, you know, Brie Larson, it was just, I think it got, the, got this great performance. Um, and the things, the thing that I really liked about that and her appearance also in the Marvel movies and other places she's cropped up is this sort of sense of finding yourself and being centered and, you know, defining yourself through your own lens rather than somebody else's lens. You know, that great moment at the end where, you know, her nemesis is like, wants to challenge her on his terms and she just, you know, blasts him. It's like, I have nothing to prove to you. And I love that. That was like the message that came out of Captain Marvel is I have nothing to prove to you. Uh, so I was a little discombobulated when we come to this, you know, thing, which when we know we're making it a, 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 a three-way with uh, two other female superheroes and suddenly Captain Marvel is all like anxious and that self-confidence seems gone. That centeredness seems gone and you know she's very nervous around her her old friend's daughter and she's kind of you know doesn't wait quite wait to make them know this camilla khan is like this fangirl who's like this and i don't know that, i mean to me that would be like you know i would think that like that character would maybe start from that place and then end up where she was in the first movie and instead it, it kind of seemed like she was almost going backward in her personal growth as a hero and as a person so i didn't care for that but I, I, I found it, you know, like uh, like Andy Carr wrote for the film. Yeah, he says it's it's kind of a mess, but it's just it's simple and it's fun, and that's something that's been kind of missing from the MCU lately. Um, so I'm I'm kind of on that wavelength with it. Um, certainly, you know, inferior to the first one, I think, but I'm I'm not hating on it. But like you, I mean, I I think I can see the people who who are out there who were prepared to dislike it. Uh, which unfortunately is is enough. It's too many film critics fall into that category, or they they enter a film prepared to dislike it. Uh, are going to find plenty of reasons to to rap on it. But you know, I didn't want to just talk about the Marvels. It's kind of like you say, the latest generation. You touched touched on a bunch of others. I think there have been some good superhero movies in the last three or four years. 
um uh we got the um uh, uh dr strange in the multiverse of madness uh which as i like to point out to everyone is actually a scarlet witch movie uh <laughs> Uh, and I thought a very well, a very interesting, very much, you know, develop that character, you know, taking a hero or heroine and turning her into a villain, but, you know, also kind of coming back. I found that very interesting. I've liked the Spider-Man movies, I think more so than you. Um, I unabashedly like The Flash, and I think I'm one of the few critics or, or folks out there who, who really did like The Flash. Um, I think that film also had some problems with, you know, external stuff with the star invading into the space. Um, you're right. We've not seen, you know, from a box office standpoint, the movies making. But, you know, that's also kind of built into the pre versus post COVID um, theatrical landscape, which, you know, as I've said, the truth is, you know, th theater, theater grosses are never going to come back to what they were pre COVID. We're probably kind of permanently stuck at maybe like about 70% of where we were. So, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, Guardians, which I think made just shy of a billion or uh, same about, I think Dr. Strange was about that way so under a billion, probably would have made more like 1.2, 1.3 in the pre days. Um, Captain Marvel's probably not going to make as much, but I don't know. It, it, it's interesting because, you know, you talked also about we had the sort of the, uh, the 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 Sony and other Marvel adjacent movies, as as you put it. We're we're starting to see like this sort of like third wave of you know like okay we recognize that there's fatigue out there that you know people have seen too many iterations of Spider-Man, three different Spider-Mans in twenty years we've had. Um, Technically and, four if you count the animated ones. Yes, that's that is true as <laughs> with uh, with Morales. Uh, that's thank you for pointing that out. Um, you know, th there has been, I think, too much of this leaning into the multiverse thing of it's just like, hey, we'll just flip the script and there's other realities. We can just change everything all around. And that's cool. But that also has the danger of diminishing everything that's come before and, and contributing to that fatigue. Because if like if you can just kill off characters, bring them back um, and then, uh, you know, uh, or have new new actors taking over those roles. Like we're seeing, you know, Wolverine. Wolverine was definitively killed off in a film that was nominated for a screenplay Oscar, which I love seeing a, a superhero movie get a screenplay Oscar mm -hmm. nomination. But now Same. we're bringing it back for Deadpool 3. Um, <laughs> and we're, we're, we're going to reboot the X-Men. I mean, that's very, they've made it very clear not to give anything away, but, you know, stick around for the end of, the credits, the, the those Easter eggs at the end of uh, the Marvels, and you'll make clear we're we're bringing back the X Men. So this is now the really the third iteration of the X Men in the last twenty three years, twenty four years. Um, and our friends, you know, our counterparts over there on the DC end, you know, we we had, I think I like the DC superhero movies more than most people. Um, I liked the original Justice League. Um, uh, but uh, I also recognize that you know a lot of people did not, and then of course there was the uh, uh, I'm blanking on the the, the Snyder cut, uh, you right. know, like whatever it was, like the four hour version. I can't remember. I did <laughs> get through it. Um, it was interesting, but I didn't necessarily say like that was way better. It was just a lot more. Um, 
you know, I had the huge disappointment of Wonder Wonder Woman sequel. I thought, you know, if I was ranking all my favorite superhero movies, Wonder Woman would all Captain Marvel would be on like the top five. Wonder Woman be it would be in the top five, and then Wonder Woman 1984 was just such a bad letdown. But you know, it's been the same way. So, and now we have, as we mentioned, you know, like we're kind of rebooting on the Marvel side. You know, bringing in some of those Fantastic Four and X Men that were on the side from the MCU and bringing them into the fold. Um, the the DC extended universe, DCEU, as they've been calling it, is now definitively over, but they're rebooting that universe. With They're now calling it the DCU uh, with James Gunn, you know, Mr. Big uh, Marvel side guy with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies has jumped ship over to DC and is now going to be like the guiding vision for the reimagining of the dcu as they're calling it so the the kevin feige I'm, of dc thank you um yeah. great way to put it so I'm, I'm just wondering like what what's your reaction to kind of like are people ready for another wave or you know i mean are like like the, the, the like kids that you know didn't grow up with these marvel movies and stuff over the last 15 years are they ready to have like their own generation of movies i mean what's your take well, I mean, I I don't think they're really going to have a choice, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I I was looking it up after the Marvels and because uh, I couldn't remember what else was coming up next. And uh, it's it's changed in the last few days because uh, the, the next Venom movie got delayed. But um, as of right now, uh, starting in like May or so of next year, there's going to be a new Marvel movie almost every month. Um, whether it's, uh, the, the Craven, the Hunter, uh, or the, the Madam web movie with Dakota Johnson, or, uh, I think it's the Thunderbolts is the next like MCU proper movie. Um, we're, we're in for it. And then, uh, we haven't touched on the the Marvel TV shows yet either. Um, I think that's that's a big reason I think why people are getting so exponentially more fatigued. I mean, with the Marvels, you have to watch at least two other TV shows, uh, Miss Marvel and uh, WandaVision, in order to know who some of these people are. I mean, I I watched both of those, and I didn't it's it's been a while since i watched wandavision but i legit couldn't remember tayana paris's character being in that show at all so i i mean it it didn't fortunately it didn't really ruin the experience of the marvels for me but i feel like if i had actually remembered that or known that going into it it maybe would have improved maybe a little bit um but yeah i mean there's there's so much more stuff that's tied into the movies and it all just feels like homework and maybe half of it is good um the the secret invasion show i haven't watched but i've heard almost exclusively bad things mm-hmm. um the 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 few other shows that i uh have missed out on have been okay to negative i feel like in the cultural perception so um uh that's that's just another factor in it as well yeah yeah i liked um 
WandaVision kind of confused me when I was first watching it just because it was so... I mean, really, they should have almost made that like the fourth spinoff show because they were really playing around with the format of the superhero thing, which, you know, in retrospect, I've kind of appreciated. But watching it, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, we're watching like a 1950s show. Now we're watching a 1960s show. Now we're watching... And it was just like... it. it it, it it literally it took me to like the fifth episode before I was like oh oh okay I see what's going on here and that of course a lot of that then set up uh, the Doctor Strange movie that was really a Scarlet Witch movie mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know the, the first series first uh, uh, season of Loki uh, which was it almost kind of a standalone thing but I think now with the second season we're seeing how some of that stuff is going to tie back into the broader MCU I really like the um, uh, the Falcon and uh, uh, Captain America show, um, but Falcon that, that, and the Winter Soldier, yeah, which really became yeah the 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 Captain America and Winter Soldier show. Uh, not to give too much away, um, I really liked it a lot. But it also feels like that was almost like like that was. I, I don't know what's going to happen with like the 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 Falcon character slash Captain America character. Like, is is that person going to continue in the MCU? If so, then fine. But my thought with feeling with that was was it was just sort of like a, a off to the side. And and you're right, with all the different shows and spinoffs and iterations, it's almost like this thing where you have to do homework. Like, okay, like is this is this on the test? It's like, <laughs> are we gonna see these characters and, and storylines figuring into the next movies, or is this just a off to the side thing? Um, we should also mention the, you know, real life complications of it seemed very, very clear that they were planning to center the next round of mcu movies around the character of kang the conqueror yeah um, played by the actor jonathan majors who an actor who has come on the scene just within the last really like four or five years and i've been very very impressed with his work um if you haven't seen him in uh like last blast black man in san francisco go catch that but now he has this very real word thing where he's got you know some very serious domestic violence charges against him and you know, obviously, it, it it didn't factor in quickly enough to be, you know, to, to head off the stuff that was already in the works. But it's sounding like they may have to either recast or just rejigger everything, and that's obviously not very good from a creative standpoint, where you're you're taking like years of you know pre-planning, you know that 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 vision that we talked about with having like the first uh, with the, the the Avengers saga where everything felt laid out. You know, uh, and now everything's just all the 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 pathway just been sort of thrown into chaos, and they have to reconfigure. So, I mean, sometimes you get some great creativity coming out of chaos, where it's like, oh, we you know we, we don't know what to do, let's fi- figure something out. And sometimes it just ends up being a mess. And thus far, it seems like it's falling a little more on the messy side. Yeah, I mean. I I'm not the first person to say this, but I don't know why they can't just recast him. I mean, it's they're literally dealing with the multiverse in all of these movies and TV shows where any version of any given character could look differently in a different universe. Uh, I, I don't know why they don't just do that. I mean, that's that's what I would do. That seems like the simplest solution to me. Um, I don't yeah, know. They, they did it with uh, with Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle, uh, right? For yeah, the character. So why couldn't they? Yeah. Um. To to go back to the TV, um, 
DC doesn't have as much of an output in TV, but I like two shows specifically, the Peacemaker show with John Cena and uh, the animated Harley Quinn show. I really like both of those. Those are excellent. If anyone uh, is interested in checking out DC, uh, uh, you know, properties on TV, those are definitely worth checking out. And they're very uh, adult oriented. They're not, <laughs> not as uh, all ages friendly as the Marvel stuff. So um, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm not, honestly, I haven't watched as many of the DC movies uh, lately. I haven't seen the, the Shazam sequel. I haven't watched all of the flash I haven't watched Blue Beetle yet. I unfortunately watched Black Adam last year. I think that's about it. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the DC TV streaming stuff at all, The Flash, any of that. Um, I've watched most of the Marvel stuff, but not all of it. Um, and yeah, you, you, you're right in that very much it seems like it's, it, it, at times it has that feeling of homework or like, you know, like the one thing I hear a lot from particularly kind of like, you know, fanboys and fangirls and stuff is like, oh, that's canon. You know, like, you know, like you have to have had all this background research in order to watch the movie. And that's that's never a good feeling when it feels like you you can't just jump in and watch a movie. But my take is, is despite all that, I mean, I grew up with comic books. Um, I still got like literally an entire uh, years worth of them down in my basement and, you know, in, in sheaths waiting for the day when they are valuable again and I can <laughs> sell off. Uh, so I, I have partially do not experience a lot of, uh, superhero fatigue myself. I mean, to me, it's all about the individual movies. Some have been really good. Some have been not so good. Black Adam was not so good. Um, I was not a huge fan of the Black Panther sequel, um, I mean, it, it's very rare that it's come along and there's been a superhero movie and I was just like that. I didn't like that at all. Um, honestly, uh, the only ones that really popped to mind for me are ones that I know some of our friends and colleagues really like, which is like the Venom movies. I have not cared for either either of those. But the thing is, you know, with the with the superhero movies is there's just so much lore there. I mean, you've got decades and decades of storylines and things for them to fall back on and take from. That you know, there's always this, 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 and of course, you know, over the course of you know, 50, 60 years, some of these heroes have been around. They've died, they've been reborn, they've had somebody else become the hero, almost like a soap opera. Um, mm -hmm. So there's always that potential. So, you know, and, and frankly, to me, you know, I've liked seeing them like try to explore some of these lesser known characters. I was really jazzed about them making a Craven the Hunter movie. Um, you know, he was this figure who was a villain. Um, in the comic books for a long time and really kind of a, a, a ridiculous one. And then there, there was a big thing, a Spider-Man thing, uh, gosh, it must be like 20, 25 years ago. I think it was called like the death of Craven, where they really sort of really reclaimed the character into sort of this dark brooding anti-hero. And I think that's what they're looking to do with this movie, which was supposed to have been released this year and is pushed off to 2024. So like, I'm excited about that. Um, they're rebooting the Fantastic Four I'm excited about that because I'm hoping they'll finally get a chance to do the Fantastic Four right. <laughs> uh, this would be the 
fourth iteration, there was a Roger Corman movie back in the day that was horrible. Then there was uh, <laughs> the other ones, and they 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 did the reboot with the the youngsters about eight years ago. Which boy, I had such high hopes for that film given the cast, um, and it, it just fell down a hole that thing. <laughs> so now they're redoing this. So you know, my my all time favorite superhero by far, bar nine, is uh, the ever oven blue eyed thing, Benjamin Grimm. I love him from the Fantastic Four. I love when he got his own spinoff comic book series, of which I have all 36 episode uh, editions. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and so I'm hopeful they'll 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 do my thing, do them right, and I'm uh, I, and I'm hoping that they will finally make him look right because no one's ever gotten the look of the thing right. They tried to do it with costumes. They tried to do it with CGI. You know, they get the color, they get the texture like this. Uh, and I keep I keep preaching. And I, if any Hollywood types out there can possibly hear this, I have two words for you on how to do the thing right. And that is those two words are brow ridge. <laughs> if you look at the thing in the comic book, he has this very distinct squarish rectangular ridge, like eyebrow ridge over his head. Which gives him this sort of like it makes almost his head look like he's wearing a helmet. It gives him almost like a like a martial look to him. Um, and for whatever reason, every iteration they've done of the thing for movies, they remove the brow ridge. And I don't know why they do it. I mean, to me, it's like taking away Superman's spit curl. You know, you just can't do that. So I'm continually hopeful. I mean, even when I see a, a, a bad superhero movie. Gosh, when you know I hear another one's coming six months or eight months down the line, I I still get a little jazzed for it. Yeah, I mean, um, a couple things. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited. The uh, the Aquaman sequel is coming out in a little over a month. I'm excited for that. I don't know why it's been delayed so much. The first movie made uh, I think at least a billion dollars, uh, and was really good uh in a silly goofy kind of way um so i'm i'm excited for that i hope it's uh better than warner brothers apparently thinks it is um to uh to talk about the uh the visual effects though i mean i'm not the first person to say that that's kind of been marvel's achilles heel uh pretty much since they started and i'm curious the big thing that's happened uh since the marvels finished production uh and the thing that happened between then and now is that the vfx workers unionized yeah so i'm curious how much that will affect the quality in the movies going forward um i mean that's that's just another factor that i think people have kind of turned against marvel is the uh stories that have come out about the vfx workers and just the quality that's been as a, as a result of it. Um, so uh, that's, that's a big thing that I'm going to be looking out for. Um, yeah. You, you had mentioned um, the feeling of uh, uh, continuity and canon with all of these Marvel movies. And that's, that's one of the things that I have enjoyed about the DC movies is that, you can kind of just jump around from one movie to the next without having to worry about 
you know, whether you miss something or, uh, you know, the the Harley Quinn, the Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey movie can take place in one universe and the Aquaman movie can take place in an entirely different universe. You don't have to worry about them necessarily, you know, just the the implications from one movie to the, another. I don't know. Maybe they did try and shoehorn them into one another at one point. I would have to go back and watch them a little more closely, but that's that's kind of the vibe that I got from those. And that's I think that's that's what, you know, when they were trying to do the Zack Snyder movies, when they were all, you know, tightly controlled and uh, trying to connect one another and do the Marvel thing, that's when they were uh, not as good. And then once they kind of went away from that, then it I think that it really improved with, you know, Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Harley Quinn and Shazam to some extent. Yeah, maybe maybe the lack of a big overriding vision, the lack of a cohesive whole is in some ways be a benefit because people understand that there doesn't have to be, you know, one superhero movie does not have to interlock with another quite so well as like the Avengers Avengers saga did. And then and people are okay with that. I mean, I think it really they rise or fall on each movie and each hero. If a hero's done really well, I mean like I've I like I love the first iteration of spider-man but the second one with andrew garfield i thought was also really good and then i've really loved uh the latest one and of course not too late for spoilers but bringing all three of those actors back for the last one um was it fan servicing probably but it was done very well um touching on the vxf thing that you talked about yeah i mean that was something that was off-putting because you know we've been so used to that polish from the MCU movies and to, I think, you know, another extent also the DCEU movies and such. So when people started seeing stuff more so on like on the Disney plus streaming shows, um, but to some of the, like the Eternals, I mean, people talking about some of the, the, the VFX and that. Um, yeah. Where it's just like, you know, what we've heard is that, you know, the, 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 pe- the visual effects people are just putting these incredibly tight deadlines, but they just have too much work to do with too much time because they're trying to hit a particular release date. Um, and that's many things suffer. I read something just the other day about like um, She-Hulk, which is actually one of my favorite of the, uh, the streaming spinoffs, was actually released on the Disney Plus platform with st- still temporary effects in there. And they, you know, literally the episodes were out and then they went back and fixed them up as time went on. And you can, you know, at, at the time you could like sit there and like pause and still step and see like, yeah, that doesn't look very good. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Uh, just to kind of wrap things up, I understand people who have concerns and I understand people who have fatigue about superhero movies. Um, you know, I mean, it would just be like, you know, if you're like in the watching TV in the 1970s and 80s and there were like so many private detective shows on, on TV, <laughs> then you just be just like, well, how many private detect damn the private detectives are there out there? I'm sure some people feel that way about the superhero movies, but I mean, to me, it just comes down to are they good movies? Are they compelling characters? Do you want to spend time with them? Are you amazed by what you see on the screen? Do you take it with you in the days and weeks and months and years after and and carry those movies along with you? And sometimes yes and sometimes no. But, I mean, I will, you know, the, 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 the superhero movies that I have really cherished, I cherish along with all sorts of other movies that I love, from dramas to, you know, musicals to... Uh, comedies to you name it um 
So, you know, as long as the movies are good, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I even when see I when when the MCU movies were like at their height, um, I didn't really come back to them. So um, I, I think probably Black Panther and the the two Infinity War movies, uh, Infinity War and Endgame, I've watched those several times. I think I've watched Ragnarok a couple times. Um, but other than that, yeah, I don't really come back to them all that often. So, um, you know, if you if you are bummed about uh, the Marvels or Quantumania or whatever, that's fine. If you love them, that's fine. I'm not going to lose any sleep over any of them. Um, I, you know, should these movies be uh coming out you know four times a year and cost 200 250 million dollars each maybe not but i mean what else i mean unfortunately people aren't coming to the movies as much uh without those so uh although there have been a couple outliers this year and last year but um yeah, I, mean, I, I don't I don't know. It's it's a, a tricky thing to figure out. And uh, unfortunately, I don't have all the answers, believe yeah. it or not. <laughs> well, we're critics, so we don't have the answers. We just have the opinions. And that's all we can do. <laughs> give them to you honestly and openly and hope that we uh, are good stewards, uh, guides in your personal film journey. So, Ben, I appreciate you sharing uh, this time with me. Uh, if you could once again just tell people where they can find your work yeah uh thanks again this has been fun uh yeah find me on the moviestate.com um that uh it's got about 95 percent of my stuff uh every once in a while i'll write for uh midwest film journal which has uh some of our friends and colleagues from the ifj on there um, but yeah, mostly the moviestate.com. All right. And of course you can find our stuff here on filmyap.substack.com. Follow us on at the filmyap on both Twitter and Facebook, and we will see you next time at the movies. Thanks. <laughs>